I have a mentor who always says the answers are on the street. They're not going to be in a boardroom or on a whiteboard. Like you got to get going, experiment, and know that feedback loop and those answers will will start informing you of the next step. And now for something a little different. I'm success coach and serial entrepreneur, Carla White, and I'm on a mission to wake the shift out of you. Filled with honesty and humor, this show is designed to lower your stress, increase your income, build your relationships, and make your journey a lot more fun. Welcome to Radical Shift. Welcome back, Radical Shifters. I'm your host, your friend, your biggest fan, Carla White, and I have a special gift for you. Today, we are going to sit down with Amy Jo Martin. She is a New York Times bestseller, the host of Why Not Now podcast, where she interviews A-listers from all over all walks of life. And she has started multiple businesses and worked with, alongside Shaquille O'Neal, The Rock, uh, Tony Shea, the CEO of Zappos, so many amazing people. And in this unfiltered, unadulterated, raw, salt-of-the-earth podcast, she lays it on the line of her five renegade rules that I tell you, you do not want to miss out on these. So please listen to this podcast in, in its entirety, because at the end, you discover a special opportunity to work directly with her. Yes, with this amazing woman who has decades of just amazing experience speaking on stage, writing best-selling books, launching businesses, and taking your life to the next level, connecting with such amazing people. And she's going to share exactly how you can do that directly with her. So listen to the end. You're going to get some golden nuggets from this one, I guarantee you. So without further ado, let's talk to Amy. Do you want, do you want to hear the five rules? Yes, I <laughs> okay. want to hear the five rules. So to give you a little bit of background on where these came from, um, so I've been fortunate to work with some very high profile, amazing innovators and renegades over the last 20 years or so. And so I've been collecting data along the way and starting to see some themes and trends. And then with my own podcast, what I've started to realize is after 200, gosh, 50 episodes now, some, there's a few that haven't aired yet. Um, I start to notice some of the similar things that these renegades do to get from idea to action, the tactical, tangible things that they do to get from dreaming to doing. And I've been doing them for years and years too. And I put them kind of into some names and, and compartmentalized so they're easy to understand. And the first one, and so these are people like Mark Cuban and Jessica Alba and Tony Robbins and, you know, Glennon Doyle and all these people, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. One of the first things they do is they determine, okay, so I've got this idea, right? Like a why not now idea. Mm-hmm. What's the worst case scenario? Like really look, not to be negative, but what if this doesn't work? And mm-hmm. they answer the question. They really think it through. So they don't just start with the worst thing. They first just say, what if this idea doesn't work? And then they answer that question and then they say, then what? And then you say, then what? And you say, then what? And you follow that process all the way through from green lighting your idea to the worst case scenario. And what happens is typically you realize this idea is safe enough to try because there's more time between the green light and the worst case scenario than you think. 
um, there, there's going to be opportunities to change course, to take out some insurance, to pivot and um, hire a good lawyer. <laughs> yeah. And it, it's a lot further down the road than we usually kind of go straight there. And you put immediately when you do this, you put logic in the driver's seat. So logic takes the wheel over fear and things just start to look a little clearer versus this big, scary thing. And so that's the first Renegade role. Nice. So ask yourself, okay, you've got an idea, right? Maybe it's a business idea. And what if this doesn't work? Usually it's safe enough to try. So that's Renegade rule number one. Do you want all five? Should I just well, try it? I want to just, uh, before you jump into the next one, I want to say how awesome that is because one thing I think is we let our emotions just drive us right in the ditch and we stay in the ditch. Like it's so hard to get out of there. Like we have all this emotion and excitement and momentum behind an idea. And then we get it like scared or something negative happens or right in the ditch. Whereas yeah. this is saying, all right, go right in the ditch, figure it out. Like you will end up in the ditch and you won't stay there. Right. Yes, Let's think this totally. through. So I love that. Yeah. Few things in life are irreversible, right? There are a few, but there aren't that many. And usually our ideas are not those things. And so yeah. why not? And I have a mentor who always says the answers are on the street. They're not going to be in a boardroom or on a whiteboard. Like you got to get going, experiment. And know that feedback loop and those answers will, will start informing you of the next step. I so, feel like we could talk about just, a yeah, whole podcast just on all that alone, like case studies, everything. It's that is fascinating. Uh, what are the other four then? Or do I, I, I'm going to, I'm going to read your book anyway, but <laughs> he's actually, and these, these have evolved even since the book, but um, renegade rule number two, renegades don't give themselves an out. This is a quick, this is my favorite rule because we put a mechanism in place to hold ourselves accountable, right? That we know we're going to follow through. So sometimes that's as simple as telling someone we're going to do something, even if we're only like 50 or 60 or 70% sure that we want to do it because we know we should. And we know that that's the right path. We just have to push ourselves across that green, that green starting line um, and green light our idea. So, um, if you can imagine, you know, having a difficult conversation that you know you need to have in order to move forward, scheduling a meeting, buying the ticket, put a mechanism in place to hold yourself accountable. Sometimes it's a text message, right? It's, it can be these little things that push us over the starting line that are huge momentum, like the babyest of steps. So Julius Caesar once said, if you want to take the island, burn your boats, right? Don't give yourself an out. And Tony Robbins says it a lot too. A lot of people think it's Tony Robbins. He actually said that on my podcast and he had a funny way of doing this, of putting a, a mechanism in place, but it's a pretty, it's, it's the quickest way to get started. So burn your boats. Don't give yourself that easy, yeah. easy exit. Like commit yourself to some level. I love yep. that. I love that yep. because the more you commit yourself, the more you're going to see it through. And that is super important. Yes. And it's momentum. It's the quickest yeah. baby win. It's like, this is happening. I, I yeah, ran a win. <sighs> yes. I ran a marathon once and I, it was the first time ever. And I signed up and that was just like, that was the, it was a click of a button, but it was the biggest, quickest way to get momentum because then the training started. But, um, so yeah, that's a, that's a great one. And then Renegade rule number three is leverage adversity. 
So not like, you know, this isn't necessarily let's make lemonade out of lemons. That's great. Positive attitude is super solid, obviously strategic in its own way, but this is really taking adversity that's happening in your life and your business, which usually is in the form of our career, finances, health, relationships, right? And leveraging that and using it as a springboard, right? So turning adversity into an asset, it really is just an asset in disguise. And if you think about yourself or everyone you know, people who have had big like turnarounds have usually come from a place of something was not going well, right? Or something had just happened that was wrong. And so I always go to Mark Cuban with this story because he got fired from his first job and he was like, okay, I guess I'm going to try my own thing then. And it worked out pretty well for him. So yeah, my, my whole career was a springboard of failures and uh, just discovering my way through that. So, yes. so what I, but I hear a little bit more in that where like, take a look around, like you have more than you realize for a starting point is what I'm also hearing. And you like taking a moment to recognize what you all have, like just in your friendships and the people around you and uh, yes. where you're living, the technology, everything. Exactly. And, and I, I think of Tony Shea on this one where he, mm-hmm. he had always said to me, resourcefulness is so much more important than resources. So a lot of people would come to him, you know, looking for funding or money and, Mm-hmm. And he would first be looking for resourcefulness in the founders and the entrepreneurs because he was very resourceful himself too. Yeah. So yeah, if you can make more of what you currently have and make the most out of it versus trying to go get more, uh, you'll set yourself up to compound that growth down the road when you are acquiring more. So. Yes. Yes. I love this. Okay. So what are the other ones? Okay. Renegade rule number four. Renegades are hyper aware of their mental, physical, and emotional states. So I'm not suggesting they have control over them. And that's not what I'm Mm -hmm. saying. That's not possible. However, they use that information as data. So when they meet people, when they like from a, even body intelligence, like it's data, it's a data point. If you get goosebumps, if you find that your heart's racing, if you're not getting a good vibe, it's of using that internal gps that compass as strategy as well as emotionally how they feel and i think this is really key mental emotional and physical right so mental meaning that that voice in your head so they're listening to the self-talk doesn't mean they're they're taking action on it but they're aware what is going on up here is it true Mm -hmm. it's it's data that's all it is it doesn't mean it's good or bad it doesn't mean it's right or wrong and, um, and so I think just that awareness is huge because it allows us to optimize our internal, uh, strategic, you know, global positioning service or whatever GPS stands for. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Because, uh, in, uh, I had one coach refer to it as think of yourself as a million dollar racehorse. If you're running a million dollar company or anything like that, family or anything, you have to treat your mind and body as if you would a million dollar racehorse, like a racehorse, you feed it the best food, you take it out for exercise, you give it water, right? Yes. And we have to do that to our, with ourselves 
if you're a renegade and oh yes. I want there's so many things that are popping through my head right now but I want to yes. stay focused <laughs> yeah I know right I just took my focus capsules from beam but meditation is a big part of this for me I, yeah. I hadn't meditated until probably about six years ago and I was kind of tricked into it because I was told you'll have better creative ideas. And I was like, okay, I'll try it then. And really the benefits are so much bigger, but, um, it's yeah. Self-awareness and it leads to self-actualization. That's something Bruce Lee used to say. And it's true, right? It's, we're going to be so you answered one of my, and I love that you referred to Bruce Lee because he's one of my favorite too. He, he's definitely full of uh, such great wisdom or was, um, you answered one of my questions that I wanted to ask you, which was what are the things that you do to empower yourself daily? Because you have a business, you have a, a baby, you have a one-year-old. I mean, yeah. that's a lot for one person to take on. So what do you do besides in addition to med meditation? I have an amazing team and support family and yeah. business. And that is like, that has changed the game. Um, so I'm really, really grateful. It does take a village and not just for, mm -hmm. for kids and family, but also for business, especially this type of business that, that we run. Um, meditation is big. Sleep, it's very basic, but for years I did not subscribe to it's it's value and can so, i ask you about that because yeah. there was a photo you posted where you're on a boat and you're yeah. sleeping under a window like yeah. middle of the day and i've done it myself like sleep in a random airport like right where they're getting off the airplane and i can barely move where what what was that like i mean what caused that I, I know I'm kind yeah. of jumping around now because no, I'm starting okay. to get into more of your backstory. Yeah, no, this is a, this is a biggie, this, this rule. Um, I lived on a boat for a while. So I had a, my first company, I started in 2009, 20 something first time entrepreneur. It was, it grew very, very quickly. I had no idea what I was doing. First time rodeo type thing, but also um, in terms of, of growing a business. Um, but I, it was great from the outside looking in. The numbers on the board were amazing, the valuation, everything. But what happened to me is I really, I was out of alignment and I was averaging four hours of sleep a night and running on fumes and, you know, 210 flights in a year. And so after exiting that and realizing that is not a sustainable path, I had to go, I basically moved on. We have a boat and had a boat at the time. And so we, put everything in storage and moved on to this, this boat, which sounds glamorous and some days and moments it was and some days and moments it absolutely wasn't because you don't have laundry. You don't have, you yeah. know, <laughs> we have, might have dolphins out there, but we didn't have, I mean, it was not a, it was not a Jay-Z yacht. So, um, so that's what happened. And I taught myself to sleep again and just my body. Yeah teaching yourself to sleep again. I think that's like so many adults can relate to that uh, our, our, because our bodies naturally want to sleep, but we, for, our, they forget how to go through oh that gosh, process. Yeah. So yes, Carla, it's a non-negotiable now. Like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay. So I think we went through four. We still okay. had the fifth. The fifth one is, um, so renegades toggle between their operating system and, and their belief system throughout the day. They have strong operating and belief systems. So what does that mean? 
that means if you can imagine just like your phone, you've got your you know, iOS, if you're on an iPhone, you've got your operating system on your computers and they need to be updated. And it's what keeps us running. So these are things like how you manage your day, your time management, your meetings, how you run your meetings, your morning routine, like the tangible tactical things that keep us going efficiently and effectively, healthily. And then your belief system is that bigger picture vision, you know, for it could be for an individual, it might be your governing belief system and, and core values for a company, your mission, your vision, it could be your why, something bigger than you. Mm-hmm. And renegades, they toggle between the two all day, every day. So they're really good at getting down, rolling up their sleeves in the weeds and tactics of that operating system, getting things done, as well as being able to pick up their head and see the bigger picture on a moment's notice and keep it in view. So it's like zoom in, zoom out, zoom in, zoom out. um, Yeah. And it's forest through the trees all the time up down. Yeah. Right. Because we get so lost in the minutia sometimes and chasing the rabbits that take us nowhere. And that, that is so important to like, just step back, look at the bigger picture. And do you recommend doing this, like almost setting an alarm or making it a daily routine or how, like, how do you incorporate this? Yeah. If you can set triggers or things in your day that will help you remember this, then you will be starting to, to develop a habit and practice that now I find myself, you know, we do have a few things in our, in our company, um, like monday.com we use where we have our big picture. We call it the renegade roadmap. We can see, you know, the next year, and we look at a view from 30,000 feet, but then we can dive in into those tactical line items that are like tasks and keep doing this all day, every day. So you know, whatever works for you, <clears throat> sometimes an alarm is just what you need. I also have what's called a Pomodoro timer. Um, and you can set it for 45, 20, 10 minutes or two minutes. And it will just like, if I have to do some deep writing work, and it should only take me 20 minutes, but if I keep all my windows open on my computer and my phone text messages coming in, it might take me two hours. <laughs> so if I turn everything off and put this on, not my phone timer, because my phone timer will then distract me into 97 apps and conversations. Yes. Then it just helps me time box things, right? And keep focused because working with so many leaders and entrepreneurs uh, executives, myself, that is one of the number one things that I see people struggle with is staying focused. And, um, yeah, it's simple, but it's big. Okay. So this is like segue perfectly because you're like, the tips we just got are from a woman who wrote a best a New York times bestseller run, uh, multiple businesses and, uh, has a outstanding podcast with a-list celebrities on the, this podcast. I mean, I mean, you've worked with Shaquille, you've worked with The Rock, you've had, I mean, just going through your podcast. Is there anybody that you haven't had on your podcast that you want to have on your podcast? And of you've been course. like, please. <laughs> oh my gosh, yes, of course. Um, you know, it's funny though, because sometimes the big names, they're great, obviously, and, and yeah. they big names for a reason they've then they've done some things but um sometimes the most fascinating conversations are 
people that you may not have ever heard of and the most kind of innovators, sometimes they're just not as high profile, but for sure. I mean, Michelle Obama's up there. Oprah's up there. Yeah. You know, we have some, and, and it's, we reach out and I've gotten a couple of like, not right now's, you know, that's not a no, it's just Oprah's on set and I've gotten that. So not at the moment, <laughs> but, um, we also, we just had Matthew McConaughey on and he was great. So fascinating, very deep, uh, thoughtful person. And he's done a lot of, he's done a lot of work, internal work too. So. Yeah, I do. I appreciate him so much. Every video I've seen of him or your podcast interview is just amazing. So, um, but now for the people who don't know your background and are just thinking, okay, well, she was born on third base with all these connections. <laughs> and of course she can start a multi-million dollar business and have these successful podcasts and live on boats and all this. Let's debunk that myth and share with us you've actually uh had to travel a lot in your youth and move a lot yeah yeah born on third base I've never heard that but I just I love it and it's yeah. so not true I wasn't even in the dugout um, <laughs> Also, I feel like it was an edge to yeah so yeah um you know I grew up in small town Wyoming and in a single wide trailer you know, my dad worked in heavy highway construction, so we would be traveling all the time to different places. Interstates were being built, and all this, all this stuff. So we lived in Wyoming and Kansas and Arizona, and I went to a few different schools early on. And it was um, at the time, of course, any any child is going to be kind of like, "Whoa, that's it's a lot to change school," but. It is, I, I credit it to the best thing that could have ever happened for adaptability and, you know, look at where we are right now. It's 2020 and everyone's worlds have been turned up to upside down in one way or another. And if you aren't adaptable and have kind of an innovative mindset, it is struggle city, right? It already is anyway. Yeah. Just, yeah. So we, there's a lot of change. And I kind of have a bit of a affinity and I'd say even addiction to change, you know, live on a boat. We just lived in an RV this summer for a while and why not? I just kind of think what's the worst thing that can happen? <laughs> yeah. Right. And that's sort of uh, the benefit because when I grad, I, I was the opposite on a farm up until 18 and then I like moved like crazy for as much as I could. And, uh, it, when I finally moved off the farm, my first big move, first time on a plane was to go live in Germany for a year, uh, like culture shock and everything else. And, oh my uh, gosh. <laughs> I know, right? Like, let's just do it. And, um, uh, but it let me see the bigger picture of the world. Like I was in such a microcosm and it made me realize just how different I was with my culture, my habits, everything than the rest of the world. And, uh, it was such a relief, actually, how much is out there. And yeah, yeah, it totally. Oh, I can so relate. Good for you for diving in. And, and you know, that's, it's so incredible how much we can accelerate our growth when we are exposed to new things, different people, different places. And yeah. And this sort of brings in another question, or maybe it's more of a comment. 
I reached out to you or, I don't, you know, like, I think I was just trying to follow new people on social. You were suggested, I think this is what happened. And then I followed you and you were putting on this beautiful pink jacket. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's so gorgeous on you. And I had to let you know right away. And you were so approachable. Like you just like, yay, thank you. And we just started bantering back and forth. And I thought, okay, she doesn't think I'm crazy. She doesn't think I'm weird. As many people, like I know I've had people reach out to me and go, I'm not crazy. I'm just a fan or I just like you. And you know, I, I think that personal touch is something that must have helped you, something that you must have nurtured growing up, helped you in your business. I mean, I want to talk to, about Tony Shea a little bit, uh, and it, it introduced you to people like that. Let's tell me more about that. Uh, gosh, I, I've never really fully dissected it myself, other than I do believe in human connection and uh-huh. how powerful it can be. And why wouldn't I respond back, right? Like what, what, um, that's what it's called. It's social media. So <laughs> You know, we were supposed to be communicative and and reciprocate. Um, So, yeah, I guess I I try to treat everyone the same. And um, I, you know, been around a lot of different types of people. And I realize there are so many components to us that are that are the same versus more than that are actually different. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we're a lot of us are motivated the same way and we have the same types of, of triggers or, you know, back to Tony, he used to say, most people misdiagnose what will make us happy and, or what will make them happy. And I do think that that's the, that's the case. I think with, especially entrepreneurship, it's easy to kind of um, romanticize business and growth and, you know, funding and money and, um, and at the end of the day, we kind of have to take stock of like, what are we really, how do we want to feel in our day? What do we want our day to look like? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So true. Is it okay if we uh, segue into Tony a little bit? Yeah, sure. So Tony Shea is the founder of Zappos and he unfortunately recently passed away. And, um, I had the opportunity to listen to him speak at big Omaha and I was just blown away and got to meet him personally afterwards. It was blown away even more. And he had this happiness bus. And then you started sharing some memories about him. And he was your business mentor or partner or tell me about your relationship with him. Yes. And I'm just going to backtrack real quickly. So he was the CEO of Zappos. He technically wasn't the founder, believe it or not, a guy by the name of Nick was. I'm only saying this because he always used to correct people because he didn't want to take credit because that's so, I'm just like. Yes, that's true. That's true. Because he was an investor first. He was an investor and then he became CEO and he definitely grew and led that company for the years and years and took it Mm -hmm. through the acquisition to Amazon. But, um, so I just kind of, ha- I can just hear him saying, I wasn't the founder. I wasn't, the founder. <laughs> but it, it happens all the time because he, he really was. Yeah. Um, yeah. Tony was, he started out as a friend and then became a mentor and then eventually became my investor for my first business, one of my investors for my first company. And, um, I just, I learned so much from him and, 
I have yet to, you know, come across or witness anyone else that thought like you thought, had the vision and the ability to see forward, but also the compassion and um, deep, you know, selflessness. And, and so I just, yeah, he, he passed um, the day after Thanksgiving mm -hmm. and um, quite, quite a tragedy, 46 years old. Um, you know, he had, he had some huge successes on the business side, but I, I feel like his bigger success was just the amount of impact he had on individuals. Like I am not special in that he was a mentor and an investor and a friend. He had so many people that he guided throughout his life and, um, and they've all, you know, people are sharing their tributes online and it's pretty heartwarming to to read the direct impact that he has so, yeah yeah and I hope that's the legacy that we remember you know not the other one that the media is trying to paint because uh I remember meeting you in line you were on that because I had to ask you like were you in Omaha because I remembered it because I wanted to ask Tony a question and I was terribly shy so like I can't even believe I'm doing podcasts now I was terribly shy and I, I believe it was you maybe it was somebody else who was super fun and uh, had a big smile but uh you were with him and I wanted to ask Tony a question I'm like should I ask him I don't know and you were telling me of course he wants nothing more than to learn from anybody else. And that just blew me that somebody like him with his experience would want to learn from me and a little me from South Dakota, you know, like, what do I have to share? And sure enough, when I went up to finally ask him, he gave me, I think, five minutes of his time or something. And there was a huge line of people that wanted to talk to him. And uh, yeah, he is just truly somebody who has impacted my life, even with just five minutes, right? Just that little, his speech, his book, five minutes of his time, his viewpoint on life um, and on business in general. I mean, think of how crappy business was going until he introduced happiness and customer service at the level that he did, right? So yes. yeah, I'm so glad you had that. I wouldn't have expected anything different about mm -hmm. the experience, but I'm so glad that you did ask him your question and and he um you extremely humble which i'm sure you picked up on and just mm -hmm. barely you know reserved himself but i always think about the times i would go to him for advice or guidance and he would never give me the answers but he would always ask the questions that led me to my own answers and i now mentor you know people myself and i'm grateful to be able to do that and it's just a passing on of some of this legacy knowledge and wisdom because the the answers are in the right questions so a good mentor teaches you how to ask yourself those questions and he's always he's a voice in my head and like a grin in my heart all the time and um yeah it's just it's hard to even i even process but the the impact and the legacy is around people and feelings not necessarily money or things so yes that's yeah and that's something i've really comes across with your your marketing your brand your messaging it's all about the emotions that you're creating and uh the let's talk about your coaching that you do because this is pretty rare opportunity to have 
somebody like yourself, who's had all this experience, all this exposure to hold up your hand and go, all right, I'm going to take a select group of people and I'm going to hold you by the hand and I'm going to teach you everything I know so you can have the same success. And I want to hear more about this. Sure. So this is the career love of my life, right? I always talk about if we can find that intersection where passion, purpose, and skill collide, that's where bliss resides. That's where impact and income, you know, live. So this is that intersection in terms of helping other women do the same thing. So it's a program. It's a 10 week intensive, intimate, hands-on program where I have created a curriculum I've had quite a windy, very diverse set of experiences in the 20 years, uh, corporate as well as, you know, entrepreneurship, growing a fast growing startup, getting funding, investing myself. I invest in, in companies as well. And, and so I take all of that business knowledge and it's equal parts education that I'm teaching collaboration with the other, these are women, these are leaders, driven executives and entrepreneurs. And um, they collaborate together. So it's this highly curated kind of a mosaic of women, very diverse and lots of different verticals, all walks of life all over the globe. Um, so it's equal parts, education, collaboration, and accountability. Mm. So accountability is so key. We talked about it, Renegade rule number two. Um, and we grow together. I share and teach everything I've learned. So a lot of the focus is around um, building your, your brand and presence online, humanizing, you know, yourself and your business, if you have one or your career, um, really looking at, you know, the smart way to run and grow a business, but also what, what it looks like for you from a public speaking standpoint, if you do public speaking already, the business side of that and how you can grow your, your income and your fee podcasting if you're podcasting how to do that but also grow that business side with partners and sponsorships publishing a lot of people have books in them that they're getting ready to write or want to someday write or in the process of um, as well as um, really focusing on productizing your intellectual property in a way that you feel you really can start to scale your own brand essence which is something we so it's called the renegade accelerator and we launch our first um, class of 2021 in January. So all information um, is on renegadeaccelerator.com. And I'm happy to connect with anyone that might be interested, but it's just, this will be our fifth program. There's an amazing alumni group and I just can't stop smiling when I talk about it. <laughs> this is, um, this is, I am such a big proponent of self-investment because it's something that can never be taken away. Like a home can be taken away, a car, whatever, those all, that's just stuff that gets taken away. But when you invest in yourself, that's with you forever. So I'm a big proponent. Who would be like the perfect sort of student for this or you know who who who's ready for this so would it be an entrepreneur somebody who's like higher up in their career who it's not, who is this for yes so attitudinally it is highly driven definitely have experience you know this isn't and it's a it's a you know the price point is up there too so you really want to be able to to see that roi of your investment most women see their ROI within the first quarter of graduating, but it's so women who, let's say you're in the corporate world and you're wanting and you're, you're growing, you're accelerating, but you're wanting to maybe leapfrog a couple steps on that ladder. 
um, or you're already at that executive level and you're looking to take it up even further. Um, so that's, that's one type of woman as well as the, you know, an entrepreneur. So, um, say you've started your business, you're seeing momentum, but you're really ready to 10 X and grow and, um, kind of double down on yourself and your company. So that's another type of, of individual. Um, I always say that these are like-hearted, like-minded, um, individuals. So most of everyone has some sort of impact baked into what they do, whether it's personally or just, you know, they're, they're all about looking at both impact and income. So the kind of that double bottom mm -hmm. line. Um, so that's a, that's a component that is connective tissue among all of us. So we learn from each other. So of course I'm teaching everything I've learned and mentoring, but then you're also learning from all these other women who have done incredible things in different verticals. So um, a, a corporate executive is going to be learning from a, a business entrepreneur and vice versa. What a great opportunity for so many people out there because we have been isolated. We know how important it is to up our skills constantly. And not only that, our relationships. So um, it's at, what is it? Renegadeaccelerator.com. I'll put it in the show notes. I'll put uh, why not now podcast in the show note because that is definitely one that is binge worthy, worthy a book, um, anything else that you want to share? I mean, there's so many things I didn't get to ask you about, but I think we're going to have to just like connect another time. Uh, is there anything else you want to share with these listeners? Anything to uh, close out the year or start out 2021? What's some thoughts? Yes. I mean, I think I, I, definitely feel like the the inflection points like in my career i started in 2000 2001 and that was a big dot-com bubble burst 9 11 happened then started my first company myself in 2008 9 and that was another big you know economic situation and here we are in 2021 and the theme here is that what i've witnessed uh, outside and with myself is that these years where we experience you know such um, such unprecedented things happening are actually the biggest launch pads. They're the biggest mm -hmm. inflection points and the, the innovation comes from these times. So um, use that adversity to your advantage as an asset because there's so much upside um, on an internal the emotional level as well as externally to be had here because there's a lot of opportunity. So um, and impact for the, for yeah. good as well as business. So, and then just, I'd love to connect with everyone listening on social. So I'm just, I'm at Amy Jo Martin on all of the different platforms. So yeah. Yeah. And if you, and if you message her, she will message back. She's just <laughs> the best. So, <laughs> well, thank you, Amy, so much for being on Radical Shift. And I'm sure I will connect with you more offline. Thank you, Carla. This has been awesome. I appreciate you. much for listening. Now, if you want to create a radical shift in your life, all you have to do is head over to thegratitudeapp.com and that will take you directly to the app store where you can download it and start using the gratitude app today. Now, if you're the type of person who loves to help out family and friends, be sure to share this episode. And if you ever want to reach out to me, just head on over to Instagram at Hey Carla White. 
I'd love to hear from you and hear your comments. Until then, keep being limitless, keep being adventurous, and keep creating radical shifts. If you're a coach, author, course creator, or host of any kind, listen up. Hero is the brand new way to increase your course consumption with private, piracy-proof podcasts. Give your customers the freedom to learn without sacrificing their productivity. Hero seamlessly interacts with all the major podcast platforms and apps, meaning less headaches and more listeners. Hero has a full suite of features, allowing creators like you to take control of their content. Get started with Hero for just $1 at Hero.fm.